you've met William Henry Prince, the evangelist, church planter. And the men that he raised up to care for the churches dotted around northern Manitoba. Churches often built with their own hands and paid for with their own funds. Before we leave the north in our story, I want to jump ahead in time. Now, depending on where you are as you listen to this, you might want to pause and either go to the show notes at redclover.ca or search YouTube for Gospel First Nation music video by the recording artist William Prince. I'm your host, Jody Sparger, grateful to be recording here on the unceded territory of the Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh, where I live as an uninvited guest. And this is Remembering Indigenous Teachers of the Jesus Way. Thanks to those of you who've offered some feedback. That's been super helpful. We've only got one episode left, but now I think you'll really enjoy this one. Let's get back to Northern Manitoba. Those of you who paused and went to the music video will have gotten a little bit of an introduction to William Prince. Now, unfortunately, We weren't able to get permission from William Prince to include this song uh, directly on the podcast. But let me tell you a bit about him and about this song, Gospel First Nation, which you will definitely want to listen to. William Prince, the recording artist, is the grandson of William Henry Prince, the Baptist evangelist church planter. And it seems that William Henry Prince's son... William Prince's father, was also a minister. In the video, the church building that's referenced in the song is located in Fisher Bay, Manitoba. And it has a sign reading Prince Chapel. And we're not sure which generation of Prince it was named for, but we do know that at least two generations of Princes pastored in that community and that a third generation has retained faith in Jesus. We know also that William Henry Prince, who we've been talking about, converted his father uh, to faith as well. So that's four generations. Now, incidentally, four generations, who I think are all called William Prince, but four generations of followers of Jesus. I want to walk us through this song a bit, uh, piece by piece. So it starts with the line, Jesus just might live, down in Fisher Bay, blending in amongst the boats and lines. Now, in the days of William Henry Prince, Baptists were excited when they were able to secure this particular location for a church building because the people could come from surrounding communities by boat. The church was built to hold a hundred people and was often standing room only with two to three services held on a Sunday. Folks in the summer gathered under the windows outside because they couldn't fit inside. That chapel is now abandoned and the younger prince speaks of it in this way. He continues, there's beer cans in the pulpit, clanking like a choir. 
diamond-covered baggies on the ground. But for the younger prince, that doesn't mean that Jesus isn't there anymore. And his song continues to say, I swear, Jesus might live alone with all our sins in Fisher Bay, Manitoba. Sure sign of some sinners slapping things in park, leaving their communion scattered in the dark. There's so much to unpack in this song, but it is clear that there is a sense of the nearness of God for the younger prince, as he recalls conversations in this place with his father. He speaks elsewhere of how his dad, especially later in his life, would often ask to be driven up to Fisher Bay, and how it was an important time for sharing stories. I wish I knew half of the stories William Prince Sr. shared with his son. I wonder how much he spoke of his father, William Henry Prince. And I wonder what he thought of Baptists. The song continues, Up there in Gospel First Nation, the highway feels like salvation. In days of childhood, wondered how I would wind up where I am today. Just need to see it for yourself. It does something for your health. If we left right now, I could show you. Oh, Jesus just might live along with all our sins in Fisher Bay, Manitoba. I wonder whose sins William Prince is referring to here. I certainly feel the weight of our sins as Baptists, leaving this work behind. I also feel the grace of God in continuing that work that honestly was never a Baptist work to begin with. It was always God's work. Back to the song. Quote, I know my Savior lives, peaceful in a house without any kids, somewhere like Fisher Bay, Manitoba. At the height of William Henry Prince's ministry in 1900, there were 14 churches scattered around Lake Winnipeg and Lake Manitoba. Seven different indigenous languages or dialects were reflected in those churches. William Henry Prince spoke all of those languages and communicated the gospel in them without the help of Bible translation in any of those languages. In 1899, William Henry Prince becomes chief in his community. And by 1902, he's given up his role as a pastor at the church on the St. Peter's Reserve. We assume that that is because of the demands on his time in his role as chief. But in Baptist records, we hear nothing more of Prince from that point on. By 1907, there are no more reports on the churches around the lakes. By 1913, there's no longer any mention of any work related to Indigenous peoples not until the 1970s. There's a small exception. In 1939, C.C. McLaurin says this, quote, As Baptists, we have not done much for the Canadian Indians. 
We have reasoned that they will be of little or no service to the church as they continue to remain children and never help to send the gospel to the next tribe or even the next family. Reasoning thus, we have thought it better to spend our money among people like the New English and other European settlers of Western Canada. End quote. His comments certainly stand in stark contrast to the material that we have covered in these past episodes, and even to the four-generation legacy of the Prince family. So, allow me to close this week with these simple words, Jesus just might live, along with all of our sins, in Fisher Bay, Manitoba. Well, friends, that's all for this episode. Join us next week for an epilogue where we'll ask what the implications are for the remembering work that we've done. How might we be more whole as we have remembered together? Look forward to being with you next week as we wrap up this series. Thanks for being with us. And I'll leave you with a Cree hymn coming out of uh, the region where William Henry Prince and the subsequent generation ministered.